Christ. And so I'm Jamie Green, the director of our children's ministry here at Covenant. We're so glad you could be here with us tonight. Uh, I try not to embarrass myself most times I get up to speak, especially in front of the adults. And kids, they'll forget, you know, most times, and they'll forgive you. Adults tend to remember longer. But anyway, um, we're so glad you're here. And also the countdown, Kyle, you kind of ruined that too. I mean, me and Logan had a plan. I mean, we have a captive audience. We, I can kind of stretch it out. You probably need 30 minutes at the end to do your thing. So I got about six hours to preach. And so I've never preached that long. So, no, I'm teasing. Just teasing. <laughs> no, it's going to be quick tonight. Don't worry. But God does have a message for each of us. And before I get started, I need point of clarification. What day is it? No, not, literally, I know it's New Year's Eve, but like literally what day is it? Like I have lost track of days. Maybe I've taken a few days off. Maybe you've taken a few days off. And I don't know with the hustle and bustle of these seasons and after Christmas, it's kind of a whew, and you kind of lose what track of day it is. Like my daughter this morning was like, oh, I, thought, I didn't know today was Saturday. And some of you may not have realized it was Saturday either until I just said it. But yes, it's Saturday. And um, the holidays can be that way for a lot of us. It can be a lot of fun, a lot of excitement. And, and, and after Christmas, there's like a little bit of a letdown. And then there's a few days where you could kind of zone out, maybe catch up on some sleep, maybe just some mental fatigue, and you forget what day it is. And, 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 and I'm one of those people, I love the holidays so much. The energy, I, I, you know, for me, the kickoff is Thanksgiving. It's like Thanksgiving is it. We got family, we got food, we got gatherings. And then we move into the next four or five weeks of the Christmas season, as I call it. And there's this party after party. There's, if you have children or grandchildren, there's like events almost every other day where you're having to tell your boss or you are the boss and you're like, I'll be in in a little bit. There's a, you know, I got to go eat cookies and do some things over here at the preschool. I mean, there's just a lot going on, right? And then, and that's a lot of fun and energy and the Christmas lights, the movies and just the togetherness. But I want to be real for a minute. And for a lot of people, myself included, I get caught up in that fun, festive energy, but there's a whole other side to Christmas and the holidays. Let's just be re- honest about it and be real. Um, my dad is no longer here with us, and, and he was not always in the best mood, but around Christmas, he was always festive, and he always cooked big meals, and, and so there are voids in our lives. We have lost loved ones. Some of us have lost these bedrocks of our family that, that maybe carried us through these holidays and helped celebrate these times, and the holidays are not easy. It can be lonely. Maybe there's a relationship. Maybe you're going through a divorce or you're having some marital issues right now or you're a child of divorce and you're a blended family and you know how difficult that could be, trying to juggle all of that. Maybe you're holding a grudge against somebody. Maybe there's a different type of relationship issue you have. Maybe it's a family member. Maybe it's a friend. There's some hurt feelings there and you're refusing to let those go or you're refusing to let God have those. I mean, I've listed a few things here, and I can actually flesh those out for a few hours if we wanted to tonight, just all the different dynamics of each of those issues that we go through sometimes through the holidays, and it's difficult. And it's not just the holidays, but sometimes the holidays emphasize a little bit more, it seems. And so, and once again tonight, please understand, I'm not here to minimize that at all. I know that's very real. I know that's very present in some of your lives right now, that you're walking through it. And I'm glad you're here because I truly believe tonight the Lord has given me something to share with you guys and myself to help us when those times happen. And it's not just limited to the five weeks around Thanksgiving and Christmas, right? We can, we can feel alone or empty in March. We can feel depressed in June. So tonight I want to look at a few things 
um, as, we, as, as, we, as we go through these. And the point of it is tonight, you know, Satan does have, does have power. He has some rule in this fallen world. But he actually has more, his power is more like a facade. It's more like a shell game. We allow him to have more power over us than he really has. He's just a great big liar. He really is. He is a deceiver. And a lot of times, we allow him to separate us into that darkness or isolation instead of remembering the promises of God and the promises of Jesus. And we allow ourselves to spiral a little bit down. And we find ourselves separated from the herd, or we find ourselves in a dark spot. And I think the quicker we realize that the darkness or isolation that Satan is trying to create in our lives is aided by our feelings, the quicker we can begin to take those steps towards the light. See, as I said before, Satan's power, and he does have limited power, but it is nothing in comparison to the power our Father God has, our Heavenly Father God and His Son Jesus. And He's, if we're honest, if any of us have studied the Bible at all, and if you're here tonight and you haven't studied the Bible much, I want to encourage you to, 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 to find a, a simpler version. The message is a great way to start, but in the Old Testament and the New Testament, God is on record time and time again for His mercy, His goodness, His love, and, 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 and the record is there through, through Moses and the Israelites as they left, as they left slavery, through um, Israel as in their time of all the different kings that, that conquered their, their, their land and their people and the slavery they were in for hundreds of years, the, prophes- the prophecies from Isaiah that we're going to speak a little bit about tonight, the promises in Isaiah, the hope in Isaiah, and that's what we're going to focus on a lot tonight, that hope. But in order to get to that hope, and then, of course, I can't stop there. What we just celebrated, the birth of a son. But he wasn't just any son. He was a capital S son. He was the king of kings and the Lord of lords. He was the flesh. He was the fulfillment of all that prophecy and those promises. But I really want to go back and talk a little bit about Isaiah. As I've gotten older and as I've studied the Bible a little bit more, I, I wasn't always a great history student. I'll just admit that. Um, it was kind of boring at times. But as I've gotten older, the history of the Old Testament is so rich. There is so much there. In the book of Isaiah, the more I have looked into it and studied it, there is so much hope dripping from these pages. Yes, the Israelites were in a bad spot. Assyria and the Babylonians, there was captivity and slavery, and there was awful things happening. But there were great things happening as well. There were promises and prophecy being talked about, about this son Jesus, about this Savior, the Messiah, names they would call him hundreds of years prior to his arrival, prophesying about his mother. And it is there. It's there for us, as it was for them. Yes, in the Old Testament, God first came for the Jew, the Israel. Jesus first came for the Jew. But when Jesus died on the cross for every one of us, Every one of us were drawn up into that covenant. Every one of us were woven into that tapestry. And so tonight, the message tonight, really, um, 
focuses on this, a verse from Isaiah 58, and it's chapter 11. Um, I'm just going to read it for you. The Lord will guide you continually, giving you water when you are dry and restoring your strength. You will be like a well-watered garden, like an ever-flowing spring. And if you go back and think through the Old Testament, of all the things God was merciful over, over his people, from the original sin entering the world through Satan, the great liar, deceiving of Adam and Eve in the garden. Yes, they had to suffer consequences of that sin. One of those was work. Work is biblical. Childbirth was one of those. They had it perfect in that garden, but they fell victim to sin. They fell victim to Satan's deceiving power. And that's what happens to each one of us as we go through these hardships sometimes. We get caught up. He, he, he makes it seem like it's worse than it is. He, and, and listen, losing a loved one is very hard. I'm not minimizing any of this. But there is always hope. The flip side of losing a loved one is that they're in eternity and they're healed. And the hope that we will see them again one day was fulfilled through that work on the cross. What we celebrate at Easter time, the finished work of the cross. So there's always hope. It just takes time, and I understand that. And too often people get angry at God. I I hear a lot of, and myself, I've done this in my life. I've gotten angry at God and blamed him for things because he is all-powerful and he's sovereign. So if something happens that's not real good to me or some people I care about, God allowed that to happen. But he didn't cause it. See, God is light. God is life. God is not sin, death, or destruction. See, Satan comes to steal, kill, and destroy, not God. But sometimes we get mixed up in our feelings, and we appropriate those feelings in the wrong places. That's, once again, though, I'm so thankful for God's mercy. I'm so thankful for his forgiveness and his great love for all his people. He is, he is slow to anger, thankfully, very, very slow. And in my, and in my life, I'm so thankful he is slow to anger. See, God's promises are all through his word. Old Testament, New Testament. The fulfillment of his promises is his son, Jesus, who we just celebrated his birth at Christmas time. And if, this, and if here on earth, I don't know if you've ever done this tonight, we're gonna, I'm going to get to the stations in a minute, but we have a lot of candles lit up here, and there's always a lot of lights in this room, of course, lighting up for the, what we're videoing or sending out on live stream. But if you've ever been in a dark room and you physically have a lighter or a small candle in your house, you can light a large cavernous area, a great bit of darkness with the smallest of light. How much more so can we light those dark seasons of our life, those darkest places of our life, with the light of the world? See, in John eight twelve, Jesus refers to himself as light of the world. Jesus spoke to the people once more and said, I am the light of the world. If you follow me, and you see, Kyle's prayer tonight was about us seeking God and following his steps in the coming days and months ahead. If you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness because you will have the light that leads to life. And that's what we have. And that's what so often we forget that we have. Just like the people of Israel did, Moses took them out of some horrible, horrible situations. And it wasn't long they started complaining about not having it very good in the desert and wanting to go back. We do the same thing in our sin, in our lives. We sometimes go back and waller in it too. 
we're just as guilty. But there is always hope. There's always hope. Just as the people of Israel did through the writings of Isaiah, just as the people... The people of Israel did as they followed Moses to the promised land. And by the way, that took a little extra long because they kept turning away from God and complaining about God. And he was like, all right, then we'll, just, we'll, we'll make this excursion a little bit longer. But he is patient, and there's always hope. When we wander, God and Jesus are always there to welcome us back. I love, I love this piece of scripture from verse John 1, chapter, verse 9. And I, I quote it often to our kids in our children's ministry. If we confess our sins... He is faithful and just to forgive and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. This is a clean slate. It's a clean slate. And that's kind of what tonight we're offering to each and every one of you. Maybe you're in a spot that you've never been in. Maybe you've wandered a little bit. Maybe you're in a good spot and you just want to experience some of these things and praise God for all he's done. I don't know where each one of you are coming from and what you're coming to tonight. I don't know. But I know that there is something for each and every one of us here tonight. And I don't want you to ever forget how merciful or how patient or how loving our Father God is with us, me included. See, God's power, where I told you a minute ago that Satan's power is, he has some limited power and it's mostly a shell game or a facade. God's power is is real. It's 100% real, and there's nothing more powerful than our Father God. See, he, he showed us that through the life of Jesus, the miracles that Jesus was able to do, and then culminating not only in the death of Jesus, but the resurrection to have power over death. So God's on record time and time again. And we must do our part. Now, we don't, we don't, we don't subscribe to a works-based Works-based faith, I know that. Our, our salvation is secure the minute we, we ask and receive. But there is, we do have a part in this. As I said earlier, work is biblical. Because of sin, Adam and Eve had to work. Our sanctification process is work. We do have a part, as Kyle was saying, as the scriptures say. We need to seek God. We need to seek Jesus. We need to seek his will for our lives. Not our will for our lives. We need to seek what he wants for each and every one of us. And that could be done through coming in corporate gatherings. It could be done through praying. It could be done through Bible study. It could be done in a manner, many different disciplines, spiritual disciplines. But we do have a part in this. We have an active part. Sanctification process takes time. The Holy Spirit and the spiritual gifts that it offers each one of us like I said before, we don't know. When we open these doors and we, Laura Grace worked very hard preparing this service, we don't know who's coming or what they're coming with or without. But we want to make available to you the light of the world, Jesus. Because there's nothing that they sing about. There's nothing that I talk up here about and hold a Bible. There's nothing that Kyle can pray about that's a magic bullet for each one of us. It's between you and Jesus and God. And so we offer it in hopes that you would step into it and receive the goodness that God is offering each and every one of us, no matter what you're coming from and no matter what you're bringing with you. He is capable. He is powerful enough to handle it all. And so tonight as we wrap up, I just want to say one thing. All of these are symbolic 
And I don't know if you're making a commitment or if you're renewing a commitment or, or you're letting something go. But if you need extra prayer or you need someone to talk to, know that Kyle is here. I am here. Lord Grace, we're all here if you need something. We don't want anyone to leave here tonight without being able to, to, to get a fresh start for this year, okay? With Jesus as the light of every step you take. Because that's all that matters. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you so much for all that you have offered us. We thank you for your son, Jesus. We thank you for the light that he represents, the life that he represents, and the counseling that he represents in all of our lives. Father, I pray that each one of us would seek to know you more, would be honest enough with the insides of our hearts and the insides of our mind and give you the spaces that we're holding back from you or if we are worried about something that we can turn, that we can loosen our grip on that, or if there is a forgiveness or a hurt or a grudge that we're holding on to, that we can loosen our grip on that as well, Father. Father, you have been so merciful, and you have been so loving and so patient with each one of us. There is no way to properly give thanks back to you in words. So I pray that our actions tonight and moving forward would return the honor and glory that you deserve. It's in your holy and heavenly name we pray these things. Amen.